Hello everybody and welcome to this edition of the Golden Nugget. Um, of course, once again, your host Rob Gold. And this week, again, as usual, we are discussing football and wrestling this week, as usual. Um, obviously, with the week's predictions from last set of fixtures from the Premier League. And we will be talking also Survivor Series War Games and also delving in into what I called the top seven list, which is basically my list of top seven um, and that which we will be going into as well. Plus also a bit of a raw review as well. Um, from this past Monday night, as it was one of the most anticipated Monday Raws for quite some time, um, and that. But we will delve into the predictions that I predicted from last week, along with the actual results. So starting first off with the big game of the weekend, which was Manchester City versus Liverpool. So the prediction that I had was for my win for Liverpool. It finished a draw. Um, I did feel it was going to be a very tight game. That no, that none of the two teams wanted to lose the match, and it was a very intriguing affair uh, at the Etihadis. And as I, it finished one apiece. And as I say, I predicted it an away win. It didn't happen, but the draw did. Then we move on to Burnley versus West Ham. I did predict this one for an away win, in which the West Ham did come out winners by two goals to one. Then we move on to Luton versus Crystal Palace again. I thought this was going to be a close match, and it was. I did predict the home team to win, which would be Luton, because I feel that their home form this season needs to be better. And they have been unfortunate in some matches um, this season at home. Um, but this week, as I say, against Crystal Palace, they walked out 2-1 winners and away with the three points. Then next up we have Newcastle versus Chelsea. I took this one for a draw because Chelsea's form over the past couple of games I thought was pretty good compared to previous, you know, weekend fixtures um, that they've had um, especially from the start of the season type of thing so going into this one I thought Chelsea were a, wee bit, were a bit of an informed team as such um, but on the outcome of the match um, it wasn't quite the outcome that I thought would happen um, in this match Newcastle walked away with four, a 4-1 victory at St James's Park um, Chelsea unfortunately did not walk out with any points, um, which I predicted that they would walk away with a draw, but they didn't get anything. Then we move on to Sheffield United versus Bournemouth. This one I had down for a home win because I thought Sheffield United they need to be fighting more so to try to stay up in the Premier League. And their home form has not been great. Their form overall hasn't been great at all this season. Um, but Bournemouth, on the other hand, I think, as I say, if they get if they get around about mid table or even the top half or the bottom half of the table, they'll be happy as long as they survive this season, and that is what their goal would be. Uh, again, they're doing more than that. They've done more than that against Sheffield United as they walked away three one winners. Then we move on to. Brentford versus Arsenal again. I thought this game might have been a, a tricky affair, which it turned out to be. I did predict this one for, I know, for a draw because of how close that I thought the game would be. But Brentford unfortunately couldn't hold Arsenal, and Arsenal walked away with a late 1-0 victory thanks to Kai Havertz. Then we move on to first of the Sunday afternoon fixtures between Tottenham Hotspur and Aston Villa and I thought this one again would have been a close one. I honestly thought Spurs would pick up the win in this match. They probably thought themselves that they would pick up the win considering the chances that they had and Aston Villa's form away from home 
isn't usually as good as what their home form can be. But there was goals chalked off both ends. Um, Spurs went 1-0 up. Villa thought they had equalised through Ollie Watkins. But it was ruled out for just a fraction uh, for offside. Um, it was basically a hair length, you may as well say. Um, but then Aston Villa did equalise in that game, uh, thanks to Torres, um, and that who had a really good game. Um, and then Holly Watkins wasn't to be outdone, and he gave Aston Villa all three points in a match which I predicted the home team to win. Then we move on to the match between Everton and Manchester United. I took this game as an Everton win because I thought, considering Everton were docked at 10 points because of their financial fair play board thing, um, I thought to myself they would fight, they would be up for the fight, you know, they would go to win for this match. But Manchester United were just too strong. Ganacho scored one of the goals probably all this season, um, with an overhead kick into the far corner um, after a, a Diego Della ball into the box and he overhead kicked it and from about must have been about 15, 16 yards right into the top corner and that with Pickford absolute no chance um, and also on the score sheet in that match was uh, Anthony and or sorry, not, not Anthony, sorry. Martial and Rashford. From, and Rashford scored from the spot in which it was overturned by VAR because a referee on the field gave a yellow card to Martial for simulation, but it wasn't an actual dive. He was actually contacted in the box. And the penalty was then given by VAR, which was a penalty. And we also have Forrest then up against Brighton, which was actually a Saturday match. Um, again, this one I thought was going to be a tight game. Forrest at home usually are good at home. Um, Brighton have been scoring goals. Um, they have dried up a wee bit over the past couple of weeks. But they are starting to play a wee bit, bit now. Starting to get some players back again from injury. Um, I took this one as an away win. Um, and Brighton did walk away 3-2 winners in this match. And then we move on to the Monday night football game, which again I thought was going to be a really close game. And it would have and I, and I predicted a draw, and it would have ended a draw had a controversial VAR decision toward Fulham a penalty in basically a diamond match. Um in which Fulham scored to make it three goals to two. So that does conclude the predictions. Um, all for this week I will be doing another episode this week um, which I will also be doing the predictions for this coming week's weekend's football um, because what I'm going to be doing this week is we are going to have a football special chat this week um, and that is why I am leaving the predictions until then for next week, so next for next week, or first sorry for this coming weekend's fixtures, as such, and um, on this football chat as well. Um, so as I say, that will be done on. It will actually be done, recorded on on Wednesday, and that, and it will go up on Sunday as a Sunday special, um, and then like I say. We're going, going, we are going to go on and talk about Survivor Series War Games, um, which was a really, really good pay-per-view. I really enjoyed it. I actually, when I was looking at the matches um, after they'd been done, I actually thought to myself that oh, there were six matches, but there was actually only five that I've counted for. Um, now, we will get into the major talking points of that as well. Um, obviously, you know, as I say, there was some rumours of 
certain individuals that, that would show up at Survivor, at Survivor Series War Games. But we will kick things off with the Women's War Games match, which featured Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Shotzi and Bianca Belair, taking on the team of Carrie Sane, Eo Sky, Bailey and Asuka. And obviously, with damage control being there, you did have Dakota Kai at ringside cheering their team on. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough to stop the team of Charlotte, Becky, Shotzi and Bianca picking up the victory and having their arms raised in victory and sitting upon the war game structure at the end of the match. Then we move on to Santos Escobar versus Dragon Lee. So this match was made official on SmackDown previous to Survivor Series War Games. So obviously there was talk about that Santos Escobar was going to take on Carlito because obviously with the whole thing with Rey Mysterio um, being on the shelf now um, and also now Carlito potentially being on the shelf as well um, at the hand of Santos Escobar. Um, what does this mean for Santos Escobar going forward? It looks as if he's done with the L the LWO. Um, it looks as if he's either going to make a new one or he's going to either keep to himself. But in the match he had against Dragon Lee, which Dragon Lee chose to fight for Carlito and for Rey Mysterio. But it was a really good match, um, and which Santos Escobar did walk away victorious in that match. Then we move on to the Women's World Heavyweight Championship match between Rhea Ripley defending the championship against a very game challenger in Zoe Stark, who obviously won the number one contendership on Raw a few weeks ago. And she did put up a very, very good fight against Rhea Ripley. We do know that she was very, very close to winning the, the, the World Women's World Heavyweight Championship recently. And not only to be thwarted um, in that match, but this one, one-on-one, -on -one, was a closer affair than expected. Uh, so we started to put a very, very good performance in, as expected, as to Rhea Ripley. And it was Rhea Ripley who, again, had her arm raised in victory and successfully retained her World Women's Heavyweight Championship. Then we move on to the Intercontinental Championship match between the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion in WWE history, taking on the challenger. Again, like Zoe Stark, won a number one contenders match recently on Raw, The Miz. And this was a very good match. I really enjoyed this match. I actually enjoyed this match more than what I thought it was going to do. Um, the Miz put up a really good, really good fight against Gunther. And um, as I say, obviously Gunther was chopping Miz. Miz was chopping Gunther back. And we know when you get into a chop fight with Gunther, nine times out of ten, you're not going to win. Um, but Gunther always, always, always impresses me when I see him in the ring. And that he just seems to get better and better every single match that he has. I don't know what it is about him. He's just... He's just a machine. He, he is a machine. And that and that is why he is the reigning and defending Intercontinental Champion. The ring general Gunta. And he did have his hand raised in victory to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Against a very game Miz. Do not be do not, you know, go against the Miz, thinking that oh, it's just going to be a walk in the park because the Miz, he has no walk in the park. And Gunther knew that after the match, he respected that how much the Miz wanted and how how much he fought for it, 
and that's how much the Intercontinental Championship means. To me, the Intercontinental Championship is one of the most prestigious championships in all, not just WWE, but in all of wrestling. You look at how many of the greats have won that Intercontinental Championship in the history of that championship. And Gunther is head and shoulders above anyone who has defended, who has won that Intercontinental Championship, and he has deserved he has deserved the right to be told that he is the longest reigning intercontinental champion in WWE history. Then we move on to the men's war game match itself, which was the main event of the evening. So this is why I thought to myself, okay, there must have been one more match. But when I looked at the card, there wasn't any. This was the main event of the evening, folks. So you had the team of Seth Rollins, the World Heavyweight Champion, Jey Uso, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and then it was made official on Monday Raw before Survivor Series, I may add, that Randy Orton was making his in-ring return at Survivor Series War Games. Cody had picked up the phone to call the Viper. He had picked up the phone to call the Apex Predator. And Cody said that he had answered and that he will be at War Games to be their fifth and final member to take on the team of the Judgment Day, which featured the undisputed tag team champions. And Damian Priest and Finn Balor alongside the NXT North American Champion Dominic Mysterio along with the newest latest member of the Judgment Day and JD McDonough the Irish Ace and teaming up with them was the Scottish Warrior and Drew McIntyre and it was a hell of a match um, and as I say obviously all war games matches so the way that war games matches work that people don't know is basically it starts off with one person from each team starts the match and then every few minutes another superstar from the from the team that gains the advantage prior to war games they then start they start coming in so you'll have so say for example as i say the war games main match it started off with finn and let me see i think it was finn wasn't wasn't safe I can't, I can't remember who it was who started off, but it was Finn started off for the team of the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. And then, because they had had the advantage, then the next person in after, after Finn, then they helped obviously them taking down you know, their opponent for that match. And, and that is how it works and in every few minutes. And, and once all superstars are out of the cages and in the ring that is when the official bell goes and starts war games and that but it is a really good concept i really like the idea of it and that uh, i like how it's used now for survivor series obviously it was used on nxt as well um but i really like the way it's used for survivor series because i really think it fits it and that and in the match obviously so once the match got underway it was team so you had seth rollins jay cody rose sally Zayn, all in the ring with judgment day andrew mcintyre and as randy orton was to come to the ring so his music didn't play 
as he was supposed to come to the ring. But instead, Rhea Ripley's music hit. She came with Damien Priest's Money on the Bank briefcase with a referee looking to basically cash in the championship for Damien Priest only for Randy Orton's music to hit and down came the Viper, Randy Orton. Not only did he make the save for the cash in, but he also officially started war games. And once he got into the ring, all hell broke loose. Chaos continued for several minutes. Then up top went the RCS. He went as if he was going to run out of the actual structure itself. But the rule, one of the rules are, if you run, if if anyone goes to go out of the structure by either by either walking out the door of it or climbing the cage of it, the that team member forfeits the team, and they would end up losing because of a forfeit. Now, thankfully, that didn't happen. But what happened was that the Irishish JD McDonough took one of the best RKOs I've ever seen hit in a ring. So he was literally thrown from the top of the structure right into Randy Orton, caught him absolutely sweet with an RKO. And uh, it's one that will be replayed for years to come. There is no question about that. I mean, everyone remembers about the RKO that he done Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, the year that Seth Rollins went to cash in, well, which he, which he did cash in and won the WWE Championship. But everyone remembers that RKO where he pushed Seth Rollins off the curb stomp and then in, in, in RKO. That was one of the best RKOs ever. This almost tops it. It's really hard to, to say which one was the best one. You know, and that's another thing where we will look at again on a, on a, on a future episode is, you know, for, in the most sort of the best finishing moves hit on opponents and that one. And as I say, so team Cody Rhodes ended up picking up the victory and the pinfall on Damien Priest. So you had Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins. Jey Uso, Sami Zayn and Randy Orton all holding their ha hands up in victory. And as the camera started panning out, and panning out more, and panning out more, there were big rumours during the day, big rumours during the week. War Games Survivor Series was in Chicago, Illinois. And everyone knows that this superstar who made his return, is from Chicago. He was at a rival company, uh, a, well, a rival to WWE, as in being a W. And this man goes by the name of C. M. Punk. The music hits. Down comes C. M. Punk. Down to the ring. The crowd go absolutely crazy insane like it's probably one of the i would say the pop that that was even bigger than the pop that he got when he debuted at aew that's how loud it was but it also nearly rivaled the pop that john cena got at money in the bank last year or sorry not last year sorry earlier in the year and not in back in july that's how, like, you know, off the Richter scale it was. CM Punk came, to, came down to the entrance, done his entrance, you know, done the whole, it's clobbering time. Crowd went absolute daft, as you would expect. And then it was confirmed that he would be on Raw that Monday, along with Randy Orton, which we will get into very, very shortly. But I wanted to know what your thoughts are on CM Punk making his return back to the WWE, making his return back to what he now calls home. 
you know, after what ten years it's been since he was last in the WWE, you know, to be away to at a rival company, to come back to WWE, you know, and from from what I'm gathering, it looks as if, you know, as I say, he's joined on better terms. And I just hope that the fans can get behind him. He can get behind himself. You know, that it doesn't like it doesn't go stale or anything like that with him this time around. Because I think his previous run had kind of like phased out a bit. You know, he's got one of the best in ring theme songs. His merchandise sales would probably skyrocket somewhat, especially after the return. The return. Uh, but yeah, I mean, who would you like to see him against again? Let me know um, through email. You, you know what to do. Send me all the socials. Will be on at the end of this podcast as well as also on the description part. Of the podcast episode too. Once it goes out on the Spotify and on the Amazon, they will be there for those who want to take part in, you know, asking questions and things like that. So, as I say, moving on to to Raw, and as I say, obviously Randy Orton made his return. At war games after over almost a year and a half out of with injury there was reports that he would be coming back sooner but the WWE must have thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to bring him back into the fold um but what next for the apex predator what next for the viper for the legend killer randy orton but he opened the show, and then Rhea Ripley came out with Dominic Mysterio, and that, and basically, or well, basically, she said that you know she was gonna have a, he was gonna have a one-on-one match with Dominic Mysterio that night, which turned out to be the main event match, um, which was actually quite a decent match as well in itself, um, and then as I say, that kicked off um, Raw and Randy Orton coming out with. Ray Ripley. Then we had a tag team turmoil match for the number one contendership for Judgment Days, Damien Priest and Finn Balor's undisputed tag team championship, which featured DIY, the team of Johnny Gargan and Tommaso Ciampa. Um, also, This year, they were in the in the attacking turmoil match along with New Day and Alpha Academy and Imperium and Diamond Mine. And so, Alpha Academy kicked things off with uh, DIY, which DIY then, as they put Alpha Academy out, then. I say Diamond Mind then came down and eliminated DIY. Then New Day were eliminated. Also in the Sheer were eliminated. Then Imperium came down as the last team left. And they took on Diamond Mind. And it looks as if Imperium were going to get the victory. Only for Diamond Mind to hit their tag team finish maneuver which was like basically almost like a cannonball type thing from the top rope with their opponent on their shoulders and knock them down and pinned one two three and diamond mine have the opportunity to take on the team of demon priest and finn balor for the undisputed WWE tag team championships then we move on to a women's tag team championship match, which featured Natalia and Tegan Knox teaming up 
against Chelsea Green and Piper Niven as they are the tag team champions and in which Chelsea Green and Piper Niven retained their tag team titles. Then after that Seth Rollins had came out and basically to congratulate the team and that picked up the victory only for then you know basically Seth Rollins was going to was basically trying to say about how that he was going to be defending his championship because he's a fighting champion again then Drew McIntyre had made his entrance came out to the ring basically said to Seth like look I deserve a rematch you know I deserve a rematch Seth agreed that he deserved a rematch but he also said that there are others out there at the moment who deserve it more and as Seth Rollins had said that the Drew Drew basically said to Seth well who you know deserves it more kind of thing and Seth was basically I'm not going to you know beat, about, beat around the bush here with this and announced that he was going to be defending his WWE World Heavyweight Championship against JSO next week on Raw. And because of that, um, Drew McIntyre was incensed as he was enraged by it. And he decided to headbutt Seth Rollins and attack Seth Rollins a bit. And JSO came down and made the save. But then he grabbed the championship and held it in his hands for just a few seconds, but then giving it back but with a bit of a stare to Seth freaking Rollins. And then we move on to, so yes, so as I say, announced in that brief kind of encounter that you had, Drew was backstage seen talking to Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn basically saying, look, Drew, I know what you're going through. I know, I understand what you're going through. I went through the same thing. You know, you know, you just have to get, pick yourself back up again. And that. And because of him saying that, Drew was like, you're right. So next week, so I'm going to say to you, say to Adam Pierce about having a match against you and as far and as far as we're told it has been a made official by the Raw General Manager Adam Pearce that it will be Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn in a singles action next week on Raw. Then Cody Rhodes came out to the crowd, talked a little bit about war games and that and basically how you know, it was his first war games match. It was obviously being his first war game match. It was for his, for his victory. He was the, the one that pinned Damian Priest to win for the team. And a structure that his dad, the, the late great, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, he created war games. Um, and you could see in his eyes, you could see in Cody's eyes what it meant to him picking up that victory on Saturday night. Um, but also he wasn't just down to talk about war games. No, no, no. He was also talking about finishing the story. He was also talking about how people, you know, like we're continuing their own stories and he was like well i need to basically do mine so he has basically officially entered himself as the first entrant not not the number one entrant i may add but he is the first person to announce himself in the 2024 men's royal rumble match which will take place on the 27th of january of next year 2024 in which the road to WrestleMania will officially start. 
there. And then just as Cody had announced himself for that Royal Rumble match, Shinsuke Nakamura, who has been having a bit of a mixed bag of things going on at the minute, where he has been targeting a certain superstar, and that superstar was in fact the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, in which he came out attacking from behind as he turned as Cody turned round and gave Cody Rhodes red mist in the eyes, which blinded him and attacked him, and then walked out of the ring. And then, so there's definitely going to be a bit of feud coming from that. Then we move on to singles action between Ivar from the Viking Raiders versus Bronson Reed, which is a big kind of a big match, big men, big you know, meaty men going up against each other. And in this match, it was a decent match, but it ended in a double tank out. Then we move on to a match that was, as a you know, a match that was announced during the night. Uh, between Nia Jax and Zoe Stark backstage, you know where they were saying about you know how like you know oh Zoe Stark you didn't you know you you had you had your chance type of thing and you you, you blew it type of thing and that and Nia Jax think, says that you know she deserves to be in that mix again and that and as I say she took on Zoe Stark. In singles action. And now Jax picked up the win. And then we move on to the main event, which featured Randy Orton versus Dominic Mysterio, in which Randy Orton won on his return to Raw with the most devastating three letters in professional wrestling today. R-K-O. Which picked up the win the victory. Then we move on to what everyone was talking about from more games. The return of CM Punk. He returned to Raw, chatted to the crowd, basically what do you want to talk about? And basically the crowd basically wanted to talk about him, so the crowd were saying CM Punk, CM Punk. He basically cut a promo saying that, that he was home, that he he was happy that he was back, the crowd are happy, the, everyone more or less in the locker room, except for maybe a couple of people, but he didn't name names, um, but we all have our guesses of who. And he basically said that he wasn't here to make friends, that he was here to make money. And that, according to people, sort of, they were saying basically that, so some people have been split about the opinion on, on this promo, and that it's the same punk done, that some people thought it was a bit lackluster, and I would be one of them. You know, you had all that build up for CM Punk, Coming back to Raw, you've given him a live microphone to work with. Obviously, he knows what he what he he would say. But CM Punk is not usually one for less words when it comes to promos, as we've known in the past. And yes, he said before the past is the past. We let bygones be bygones. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you would expect a wee bit more from CM Punk and what he was talking about. Now, obviously, we know what he means by, like, you know, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. And that's as real as you're going to get, um, you know, in this profession, as such, you know, in, in wrestling. You know, if you know how good you are at it, you know, at the end of the day, you're not there to make, I mean, yes, you might have friends who, you know, you want to wrestle with, you might have friends who you want to, like, team up with and things like that, 
and that's all well and good. But as a singles competitor, you know, sort of seven, eight times out of ten, most people would tend to go out on their own, where they would do their own thing, they would go take themselves off somewhere, and they would do their own thing, make their own money, and that, and because that's what that's what they do. That's that's their job. That is their job. That's what they're paid to do. They're paid to wrestle. They're paid to put bums on seats. But th that is their main job: is to be a professional wrestler, and to be that. The way CM Punk done that promo, saying that he's not here to make friends; he's here to make money. The end of the day if you're good enough you, you know you're gonna make money that's that's the that's the golden ticket that's the golden rule there basically you know that's what the, you know the industry you know provides you you know you give it back and it'll give you in return and um, so that so that was my take on raw with the review and um, i will now go into as I say, what I call this wee little segment, as such, where I go to talk about basically the top seven list, as such, and uh, in which, obviously, so basically this is called the world of gold, and um, so it's basically a top seven list of whatever I choose to pick up topic on and this week's topic because obviously we have Survivor Series that are just gone is my top seven matches my top seven Survivor Series style of matches now I've wrote I've wrote matches down and that I haven't put the year from where they came from as such but you could probably guess which ones they would, what year they would be, based on, you know, the wrestlers that have been mentioned in this. So in no particular order, as well. But so these are my top seven, but not in a, in any in any order as such. So we had Team Alliance versus Team WWF. So this I know from the top of my head from two thousand and one. So this was whenever, back whenever, you had the Alliance versus the WWF. So the Alliance being ECW and WCW. And basically this was a winner-take-all match where if Team ECW and WCW win, they gain control of the World Wrestling Federation. And obviously if the WWF won, then they gain control not just of the WWF, But also WCW and ECW as well. And for those who don't understand what WCW and ECW stand for, WCW is World Championship Wrestling. ECW is Extreme Championship Wrestling. So in that match, so for Team Alliance, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was the WWF champion going into this. Along with Rob Van Dam, Kurt Angle, Booker T and Shane McMahon. So Shane McMahon was one of the ones who wanted to be a part of this match, as well as being obviously the owner of WCW. Stephanie McMahon was the owner of ACW, and the two of them were both were both going up against their dad, Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon's team that he chose was the Undertaker and Kane, the Brothers of Destruction, YTJ who was the World Heavyweight Champion. Then you had The Rock and The Big Show as well, going into that. And in that match, Team WWF picked up the win, and which I think was kind of obvious to most people that that was gonna happen anyway. But the fact that it was Stone Cold Steve Austin who was the defector. 
So he was so he was originally on the likes of WCW, ECW years ago before going to WWF and things like that. Then he joined obviously WWF, became the, one of the biggest stars in wrestling history. Stayed in WWF, obviously for good for good while, and that um, had different surgeries and stuff, which took a while back. But he then returned, like I said, he returned and obviously he had one of the best matches of all time against The Rock at WrestleMania 17 that year. And that, um, and obviously at WWF Rebellion, which was in Manchester, which I was actually personally on myself with, along with my mum and a friend. And that year they had the rematch between The Rock, between Stone Cold Steve Austin as WWE champion against The Rock, in which Don't Go Steve Austin retained the championship. And then that year you had the pay per view where basically that. So you had three matches. So you had Stone Cold Steve Austin against, I think it was Chris Jericho. And then you had The Rock against Kurt Angle. So you had The Rock against Kurt Angle for the WWE Championship. You had Austin against Jericho for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And then the final, favorite one between those two, would then crown the first ever undisputed WWE Champion. Which then Jericho did become that. And then what happened was after that, then they decided to split the belts up. There was one on Raw, one on SmackDown, and yeah, the rest was history after that. And then we move on to my next set of teams. As such, for my next match that I have on the list of. So it was Team Cena. Versus Team Authority. Now this was one of the recent matches as such. So this match featured John Cena, Big Show, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan and Ryback. Versus Kane, Luke Harper, Mark Henry, Seth Rollins and Rusev. And I remember in this match because obviously Dolph Ziggler I remember standing. In the ring when his arm raised at the end as he was the sole survivor of that match and given the victory for team john cena then we move on to my next set of matches as such um which would be the third on the list but not in any order as such this was team bischoff versus team austin in which y2j christian randy orton Scott Steiner and Mark Henry versus the team of HBK, Booker T, Rob Van Dam and the Dolly Boys. And I don't really recall this match as such, but I just remember it being, because obviously the names that they had in that match, you know, you thought to yourself, well, that's a big match. You know when you when you name all when you see the name on that list, that is a big list of matches. Then going into the next set of matches and superstars, so you had the team of the the million dollar team versus Guts and Glory. So million dollar team with Bam Bam Bigelow, Jimmy Del Rey, King Kong Bundy. Tatanka and Tom Pritchard. Then yeah, they were against, as I say, Guts and Glory of the team of Adam Baum, Billy Gunn, and Bart Gunn, and Lex Luger and Mabel. Then in the next list, as such, 
you had the Hollies and Too Cool, which be, which were basically hardcore and Crash Holly and Scotty Too Holly and Grandmaster Sexy, versus the team of Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. And in that Survivor Series, that is what I remember more so because it was the year of 1999 and Kurt Angle had made his debut in the WWF where he took on Sean Stasiak in a very good, very good debut match that he had against Sean Stasiak. And Kurt Angle did pick up the victory in that match. Then we move on to the last match on the list. And again, it's not in any order, so these were not going from like, you know, the first. So the first match wasn't like the, my best pick. It was just going by what I wrote them down on. So this match featured the British Bulldogs, which were David Boy Smith and the Diamond Kid. Versus Killer Bees of B. Brian Belair, Jim Brun, and then the Fabulous Rose, which was of Jax and Raymond. And then you had this team of Strike Force, which was Rick Martel and Tito Satana, along with Young Stallions of Jim and Paul Roman. They took on the teams. Of the both of Boris and Nikolai. Then you had Demolition, Axe and Smash, then the Dream Team, which was Dino Bravo and Greg Valentine, along with the Heart Foundation of Brett the Hitman Heart and Jim the Iron Bull Nightheart. And they were teaming up along with the Highlanders. Of Haku and Tamaya. So that does conclude the top seven on the list. Um, if you folks have top seven lists, basically of anything that you would like to talk about. So obviously we have football and wrestling chat. This is what this podcast is about. I would like to know your top seven list. Whether it's football related, wrestling related, I would like you to get involved as much as possible with this because this podcast isn't just for me to put out, it's also for you guys to listen and for feedback as well from myself. And I would like for you guys to take part as well by sending in questions, by sending in lists, and things like that because without you guys, do you know what I mean? This podcast wouldn't be where it is today. Um, I've already, like I say, I've already said, you know, my, my thanks to the guys who have basically started myself off as a podcaster as well, in a sense, which obviously they know who they are, which is the Five Marks podcast team of Martin Comedy, ML, and certainly last but certainly not least. Mr. Martin 115 McMahon um, as I say if it wasn't for them doing their podcast this podcast of the Golden Nugget wouldn't be it wouldn't be around that's for sure um, because I've seen I've seen how like it gives me a bit of a platform to put my thoughts across as well on my own podcast and stuff like that even if I don't have anyone who chats with me on it and things like that if i have like topics that i'd like to talk about and discuss that's grand prediction wise and things like that it's grand do you know what i mean whereas yes if i had somebody here with me grand or somebody on the other end bouncing off you know different things and stuff like that and that's what i'm looking for as well so for those out there who, as I say, do listen to the podcast, I do want to thank you for that. Um, 
as I say, you will be seeing me around different shows. Once, once, once again, um, as I say, um, going into next year and things like that. Um, I won't exactly be taking a step back from doing, um, from doing shows, but I do have to kind of limit which ones I kind of do. Sort of, you know, want to go to compared to the ones that, you know, I'm, you know, that I choose to go. I mean, I, I want to support as many as possible. And that, and it's really hard to choose which ones I like to go to because I like, I want to go to them all. If I could, if I could go to them all, I would go to them all. Do you know what I mean? Um, and as I say, people know me from going to shows. They know me from dressing as whether it's like with the belts and things like that. But I have made a decision that so even though I do like collecting belts and stuff, I will be collecting independent wrestling belts, which people know about. And then and I know that I will be getting to within the next couple of weeks, hoping well. That is all of the OTT Replica World Heavyweight Championship belt, along with a beautiful, beautiful Hard Knocks World Championship as well, which um, I will be, which has already been purchased. I'm just waiting on it arriving. Um, I also have something else that I have that I will be purchasing very very soon. Um, it's something that I never thought I would have actually purchased myself but I thought to myself you know what it's a piece of wrestling history it's a piece of Irish wrestling history to me and that's what I like to do as well as like I like to have those wee types of things and that um for myself and for people to see and stuff like that you know a wee collection type of thing and stuff but um but yeah um but on that note um as well so I had this idea and I've been having this idea for a while to be fair I wanted to obviously people know who follow me on social media and things like that that I have produced my own kind of business card type thing so basically it has all my social media on it it has the Rob Gold on it, it has, you know, each of those ones on it. And it has, also has the image of, you know, the hand, with the finger, and obviously with the RG on it. Now, obviously, because I'm also a member of the Five Marks podcast team as well, so this is my own podcast, this one, the Rob Gold, the Golden Nugget one, that is my own podcast. Five Marks podcast, obviously, I am a part of. And that, and going forward, and um, as I say, I will be on that one as well. Um, as I say, on a sort of like a you know a good regular you know basis kind of thing, you know, especially going forward from next year, and um, and that where obviously we'll be doing different things and stuff on it and stuff, but you'll just have to be patient with what's coming up for that and they'll be all coming up very very soon as well um but yeah so the business card idea that i had now this is just something that was in my head and that i've always had a plan for this if it ever came to you know fruition as such so i had this idea that now like i say just 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 for me basically if now this would be a big if to me if i ever got booked somehow to be a manager of someone and what i would do is because of the business card idea that i had so and so whoever i was managing whoever if, and if they were winning their matches, every single match or whatever, for, for a good period of time. And every time they were picked, you know, they were beating some, they were, you know, they were winning some. Whoever was, whoever was basically 
whoever lost, I would have basically put the business card like on top of them and kind of just walk away and go like, you know, kind of like, you know, this is the business card. If you want to be a part of this, you know, if you want to be a part of a winning team, team if you will, you know, sign up. You know, sign up to the the Rob Gold experience. Sign up to, or whatever I call myself. You know, with regards to that name. You know, and you know, I could basically say like, you know, something along the lines of like, you know, like you know, your business may be booming, but mine just got a whole lot more gold. You know. And that would be based on somebody who maybe had, had won a championship or has or has been labeled like a future champion and I've just got them underneath my label as such. That would be the idea. Um so if somebody tries to steal that idea from me, it's tra- I'm trademarking it. <laughs> um yeah, but that was what I would have. Um but it is funny because, like I say, I was obviously at the recent Hard Knocks show um, down in Limerick. Um, I did hand a few of these business cards out. And I actually handed them out to a few of the wrestlers and stuff. And they were quite interested to see what it was about and things like that. And, and, took, and took it on, you know, they took the cards on board and that, which was really good, I thought, too. Um, and, uh, and I thought that was quite a nice big touch um, from them doing that, from, you know, as well. Um, but like I said, it would, it would be it would be funny, but in a nice way, if something came from that as well, you know. But obviously things like that, they're never guaranteed to happen. So I don't expect things to happen within that sort of side of things. But at the same time, it's just I think that that would be a good way thing. Also, by the way, folks, now, yes, I know that this isn't going to be, this isn't video, but for those who are interested in any of the stuff that I have so I will be bringing so I still have the, my old the old t-shirts the old rock gold t-shirts type of thing in that which is still available um as I say they're still available through the big cartel page um we've also got prints now they've came out smaller than expected um and I say they can be signed or unsigned and I can and if you're interested in that, let me know. And when I say they're quite small, they're approximately about. Oh, I would, you're talking. Let me see what's it? One, you're talking roughly about five inches up and about four to five inches across. And it has a rub gold sign with a gold triangle with RG in the middle. Now. I am in the process of making more um, new, newer business cards, but also newer prints on a slightly bigger size of paper. So hopefully, you know, probably just before Christmas, or it might just be after Christmas by the time that they arrive. But once they arrive, um, as I say, I do have the prints that I have currently have. They are up on the big cartel page. If anyone is interested in them, let me know. I have put them up for around about I think it was five pound potentially on them, signed or unsigned. If anyone is interested in them, as I say, let me know. I can sort something out for that. Um, but I probably might because of the size of it, because I thought it was bigger. I will reduce the price of it and that because I thought it was bigger than what it was. But once the other print starts coming in, then I will keep that one at the five pound level. And that, and if it needs to be posted, it, there will be a two pound charge on the postage as well. If it needs to be posted outside of the UK, if it needs to be posted in Ireland, depending on how much the char- how much the cost of sending it, and um, it would just basically be on the the buyer themselves. So if it's through PayPal or if it's through any other connection. 
it would be down to the buyer of that. Or if it's a case of if you want to wait and I can bring some wrestling shows that I'd be at, then I can do that and it already covers for the price of you know of everything anyway. So they're all available on the big cartel page. Like I say, the newer prints will be available. I would say probably not this side of Christmas at least. But you're probably talking either after Christmas or going into the new year would be the, probably the best chance of getting them available. And the t-shirt wise, again, I will be getting new designs done in the new year. I've already got a plan for them. The old ones, there's still, there's still, still some left. And that, if anyone is interested in them, as well, they're on sale as well at the moment. And um, I say, you know, if you want to pick up one for, you know, for a Christmas present or anything like that, do you know what I mean? You know, you know, you know, you know what to do. All you need to do is contact myself, Rob Gold, on Facebook, Twitter slash X, Instagram, TikTok, email address, as I say, is golden one rob gold at gmail.com and um, facebook page is sell i say it is rob gold and um, twitter slash x is robert the great and tiktok same as well um so if you want to get in contact with me please do and um, do not hesitate to contact me about anything that you want to if there's anything if there's anything that you want to just me to discuss about you know between the football and wrestling chat side of things let me know and that and i will do my best to look into that as well and if there's anything that you want that maybe on the top seven list that's football or wrestling related let me know um as i say i will be doing a football special and uh, which will be recorded um actually later today and um, because this is actually the earliest I've ever actually recorded an episode. Um, but yeah, so this one will go out on, as I say, Thursday. And the football special one, which I will be recording later today, will go out on Sunday. At around about the same time, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock on Sunday evening. And, that, and again, folks, those who listen... To the podcast i want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and as always if there's one thing that i would like you to do that if you don't already do and that is to acknowledge me take care folks